0: Hello there, film fans, and welcome to another More Movies Weekly. This one is number 35. I'm alive, 35. This is the podcast where we like to talk about all things film, cinema, movies, all that kind of stuff. My name's Greg Fisher. His name is David Roberts. How are you doing, Dave? Pretty damn good, sir. I'm Pretty damn good. How are you? Pretty damn good myself, my friend. This week, <laughs> we are talking about a brand new movie that's called Mass. It's just come out 2021, uh, a month or so ago. It is a drama film. It was voted for by one of the pledges on our Patreon page. So here we go. Let's talk about this great film. So the IMDb synopsis says aftermath of a violent tragedy that affects the lives of two couples in different ways. This film is a very minimalist film. It's it's very much a drama film. There's only really four main actors in it. We have a couple of other sort of supporting actors that make an appearance at the start and at the end, but the main meat of the piece is, is acted out between two couples. So we have Jason Isaacs and Martha Plimpton um, as one of the couples, and Ann Dowd and Reed Burney as the other couple. Um When the film starts, it's not really made apparent about what's happened, why these people are meeting, just the fact that they're meeting in a church in a meeting room there. It's sort of like been hired out for them. So we we start the film uh, with the people who work at the church. I think it's an Episcopalian church. They're kind of preparing the space. So um, that sort of happens at the start, and you're thinking, okay, what's this about? There's no allusions to actually what's happened, uh, only the fact that – the people that will be turning up to have the meeting uh, have obviously been through some sort of trauma. We can tell that by the person that's kind of like hired the space for them. Um, but as I say, nothing is actually specified. So you're kind of left thinking, okay, what's going on here? And then obviously the couple has come to meet in the room and gradually over the course of you know the conversation it is revealed what has happened it's it's kind of a heavy one this one dave don't you think
1: it is it is um it's probably worth us giving a spoiler alert that's why i didn't say anything yet but yeah i think it is yeah um it's probably wise yeah just to say there's no way to talk about the film is there without really revealing uh, some of the details so if, if you haven't seen it and don't want it spoiled obviously go and watch it first and come back um yeah, it is, as you say, it's very minimalist. It's a bottle movie, essentially. Uh, we really don't spend much time outside of the four walls of that room that they're sitting in. It's a small cast. You know, there's so many great films in this kind of genre, you know, going back to one of our, my favourites, 12 Angry Men and stuff like that, these kind of things. But it's really interesting, this obviously, because, it, as you say, so intimate with just the four mm-hmm. main actors performing it out. Um what i also what also struck me is how for a lot of the film, how quiet and how silent um and although there's obviously a lot of talking in the film, there's moments where nothing is said, but you know everything mm. about what is going on mm. and it it leads to some very uncomfortable um almost heartbreaking sequences and silences yeah that you you just like it gives you chills, you're just like this is so. It's the unspeakable awfulness of, of the subject matter, isn't it?
0: So now we've gave a spoiler warning out. I think it's a safe to say um, basically what's happened is um, there's been a school massacre. Um, a guy has gone into a school uh, with like a pipe bomb and guns and he's massacred a bunch of kids. So we've got the parents of one of the ch- the victims, the children, and we've also got the parents of the of the murderer of the shooter whatever you want to call them um so it's like one of these you know i suppose a sort of session it's like catharsis session it's a it's a chance for both parties to meet and try and find some sort of common ground maybe try and find you know forgiveness maybe try and find understanding maybe try and just um let out some emotions um get some answers uh, i don't know they don't you know what would you do in that situation i suppose you wouldn't know yourself you just sort of go into it hoping that it's gonna help you in some way or another so basically that's that's what's happened you don't find that out straight away which is a great thing because it's a good device that you know for the first 20 minutes of the film you're thinking what's gone on here and you get little drips of information that makes you think "Ah," oh, and then when it's it's kind of like just then laid out, you then find out the details of what's happened. And um,
1: I thought that was really interesting actually saying on that point that it does, It, it literally I was watching the time, it was 20 minutes before they sat at the table and the conversation yeah. starts. Yeah. So it takes all that time to get to there and it's not till the 35th minute that they, they first mention the fact it was, a, it was a shooting and you don't know all the facts at that point, you just know no. it's something in that area. So it takes a while to get there. There's four individuals
0: there obviously two couples, but they're all four individual people and they all have different reactions to it. They all have different um, experience of what's happened. And uh, so it's getting to know four different characters as well as getting to know this past that they have in common, this this sort of thing that's happened that's brought them all together. Basically, it's like a play, isn't it? It's just like four people sitting together across the table in a room. Um so you need great actors to bring that home. You need that,
1: and I thought we had four great actors here. We did. I mean, obviously, we had Lucius Malfoy himself. Yes. Uh, Jason, Jason Isaacs. Isaacs, the great Scouser, is <laughs> fantastic as always. Great to see in something uh, like this, and it shows so
0: how well he can play an American, because most people probably would not uh, would never believe he was a
1: Scouser. <laughs> That's it. He's a he's a he's he's one of my favourites. He, he's a fantastic actor, and I think everyone loves him. And yeah. obviously he's been singled out for praise a lot in this film, I think just because of how well-known he is. I thought the most impressive performance was from Anne Dowd, um, who played the shooter's mother. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought her performance was the most heartbreaking um, out mm-hmm. of them all. She, you could see such conflict mm-hmm. inside of her all the way through, and she was just completely letting it out. Martha Plimpton, of course. Um, was very big in the late 80s
0: and 90s. She was um, in films like Running on Empty with River Phoenix, who was her uh, partner in real life. She was in The Goonies. You'll remember her from that. Um, I've always liked Martha Plimpton. She's always been a a real favourite of mine, but she doesn't do that many movies nowadays. But this is a great opportunity for her to show her acting chops as well. So uh, I agree with you. Anne Dowd really gave that very heartbreaking emotional performance but i also felt martha plimpton as well the two women basically were really really bringing it in in this one not to say that the guys weren't either because i think reed Burney did a great job of being very reserved being the person who was very good with facts and figures and stats but not so good with being in touch with his emotion um it's 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 a, it's packed full of stuff this cuz obviously you've got the parents that were the parents of a victim so they're obviously going to be devastated and um you know completely uh destroyed by what's happened had their child taken away from them in this like a uh, you know moment of violence but you've also got this other couple who are suffering those same emotions they've had their child taken away but they were also dealing with the guilt of it because it was their child that, that perpetrated these things and i think that's one thing it tries to do very well this film is to not excuse them not uh, make any excuses at all but it provides an opportunity for understanding for you know that they were kind of innocent victims in it as well because they yeah. that's what they try to do then they try to it's like it's all about blame it's like we want to blame
1: you for your son's actions but really they they're not and to blame. This is it I think it's uh, the biggest the strongest point of the film is how well written it is I think it's a very well written yeah piece and the dialogue is fantastic all throughout um that is definitely its strongest point with its along with its performances considering the subject matter you know we've seen films um, about uh, school shootings um, but this does it in such a way. Obviously, it's dealing with the aftermath. It's dealing with um the victims of of all sides, and it's mm-hmm. really laying down the point of everyone gets burnt in these situations. Nobody yeah. um. It, gets get away uh, uh, blameless and no and everyone's going to be hurt in a way including as you say the parents of the shooter mm-hmm. who uh, are going through all these versions as well and they're going to be uh, completely devastated and well
0: their lives you know, are destroyed aren't they yeah because you can and even, i think it's implied it's never specified but it's implied they're not together anymore as a couple it's, yeah. pulled, it's pulled them apart. Pulled them apart. They haven't been able to get through together. Whereas the uh, the other couple, um, Isaacs and Plimpton, are still a unit. They're yeah. trying to get through together. There's obviously stress and strain there, but they're still together. There's still love there to, to pull each other through. Yeah. I felt there was also um, uh, overtures to forgiveness there because obviously there's a kind of religious element to it. It's called mass in the first place. Yeah, uh, which is kind of a play on I suppose there's there's like mass murder as well as you know mass for a sort of religious um, going to church sort of service. Yeah. Um. So I didn't feel like a religion was being pumped down your throat, but this idea of forgiveness, mm-hmm. of letting go, of being able to do that in order to move on was was a very important um, part of the film because you know ultimately that's the conclusion that they they know they must come to that's what martha plimpton says that i need to do this i need to forgive you and she yeah. even says "He even says i forgive your son you know for for having done it um in order to move on from it you needed to be able to let go of it and that's the one thing you get the impression that the the, the biggest victims in a way were the the parents of the shooter because they'll never be able to forgive themselves no. because they they can maybe even forgive their son for what he did and everything but they can't forgive themselves for for maybe this feeling of not preventing it in one way or another
1: no and, and I, I think that's the thing you never would be able to re- realize with yourself no you know you're always going to question could i have done something differently and and it's such a remarkable uh, film uh, and it's fascinating um, the journeys that the characters go through because we talk you know take, taking for example martha plimpton's character the the victim the victim's mother mm. the you know she she really comes in with almost quite an angry attitude doesn't yeah. she she's, she's, she's quite well, stony she's stone, quite, you know, she wants know. to blame she's not interested in hearing she, she basically wants them to um give up the blame to her to go, yeah, it was our responsibility looking to, to point something. And then she, throughout the film, it changes into, mm-hmm. uh, uh, different things to, by the end, she's co- a complete emotional wreck and, and really forgiving. Um, yeah. like she said, she's them. exhausted,
0: you know, Yeah, emotionally exhausted from it all, which you do feel yourself watching it by that point. I you think do. I felt very, very, uh, emotionally exhausted by it. Yeah. Um, and it's excruciating in that sense but it's also very beautiful it's a very beautiful film in the sense that it shows that despite such you know really deep tragedy human beings do have that propensity to forgive and to move forward and to even comfort one another because the main moment for me you know when you think it's all over and they say I think this is it now I think this is a good place to leave it and it kind of makes you feel like oh you know God, that was rough to go through, but we're all packing up now. And just as you think it's like about to end, uh, but then, um, and character comes back and she says, I need to tell you a story. And you think, Oh my God, I thought this was over. And, the, and, and Plimpton and Isaacs are stood there like, Oh gosh, what's this going to be? And she's like, yeah, sure. Tell us. And then there's that moment between the two mothers where they embrace. Yes. and I, I actually said it to her at that moment. i got to be honest. It caught me. It I was, was like, very emotional, yeah. I didn't expect that coming. And, uh, that gives you then the um, the release you need, the closure on the on the story. Really, um, very beautiful film. Hard to watch. It was. It's hard to watch. It, I think anyone who's been through any really deep emotional trauma would 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 have a tough time with it. But
1: yeah, it is. It what it one that really is kind of a. It's getting you, and it and it and it and it it requires a lot of you as a viewer to to get through it because you, you kind of go through it with them. Yeah. But, um, you know, with, as we mentioned, you know, there, there's been films about school shooters before, you know, yeah. um, there's of course elephant, yeah. um, from 2003, Gus Van Sant, yeah. And, um, this the film that came out a couple of years ago, might've been last year, run, hide fight, which yeah. was a far more kind of exploitative action film. Yeah. Um, and so to see something like this, which is far more, um, Deep and introspective and about the aftermath and about the victims of of such a thing uh, great film I definitely advise it to anybody who really enjoys
0: um top drama yeah uh, it's not going to be for everyone because obviously it, it's it's quite a somber um subject matter but I think for anyone who likes serious drama and enjoys a good movie like this it's it's top top marks thank you.
1: Okay, so on a slightly lighter note, um, let's have a look at some movie news. Let's do it. Um, This week, uh, we've uh, had a report coming out talking about, um, basically, cinema is on the comeback. That is awesome. Basically, the revenues for Cineworld have come back out. Um, Is this UK? uh, Both UK and the US. Okay. Um, Basically, uh, the revenues for Cineworld... um, It's 89% of the UK revenues from pre-pandemic levels. Oh, that's Um, not bad, is it? That's getting closer. It is, and 91% in the US. Um, Predominantly down to the release of Spider-Man has been the biggest ticket seller. Ironically, Um, we haven't even been to see it. (laughs) No, unfortunately. We we cannot take any credit for those (laughs) stats on that one. Still haven't seen that damn movie. I know, and avoiding spoilers is like the plague. But... um, it is, yes. yes. so people are going back to the cinema, which is uh, you know, obviously fantastic news. Um, I know a lot of people who have been going, so
0: yeah.
1: we're starting to see it now. It's back, getting back to that point, isn't it? Um, yeah. It's not all the way there, but we're, we're close. Yeah, it's definitely close. That
0: <laughs> was close. It's good news. Um, it's Spider-Man, you know, big blockbuster. All the kids are going to see it, all the Marvel fans, whatnot. Yeah. Um, I was a bit disappointed to find out that West Side Story didn't do so well.
1: Yes. Mm -hmm. The only thing I can uh, take a guess at, if I was to take a guess at analysing it, I would think, I think over Christmas, with the pandemic and effort and people's finances, they probably thought, well, go to the pictures to watch one film. Yeah. uh, Maybe over Christmas. And because Spider-Man was out... It was Spider-Man. They went and see Spider-Man. And if not that, then... It would have been for younger kids, and they probably wouldn't have seen that. It maybe would have been some kind of animation for a few kids' movies out at the time. So it probably got lost in the shuffle.
0: With a little shuffling, you may choose a sword unbaited.
1: When Bond came out, that did extremely well, and other films that came out at the same time, which would have been done very well in other times, (laughs) suffered um, because of the fantastic uh, revenues that bond pulled in yeah and i think that's probably the reason yeah well when bond came out we went
0: to see that uh there was also dune at the time we went to see that we even yeah. went to see the french dispatch and that probably didn't do great you know probably did all right but compared to something like spider-man definitely not but no i was i was just a bit shocked to find out that west side story wasn't as popular as i assumed it would be i think a lot of people uh for some reason or other, considered it to be completely unnecessary for him to remake that. I mean, the 1961 film is fantastic, but I don't see any reason we can't have both and we can't enjoy a modern remake of it as well. So I'm still looking forward to seeing that and, of course, Spider-Man. But um, by the time we do catch up with it, it will probably be uh, purchasing, it, purchasing
1: it online and watching it at home with both movies. And so in other news, um, we've just had the nominations for the Sacks. Um, have come out. Um, Screen Actors Guild. Screen Actors Guild is, of course, where the industry themselves vote on um, best performances in films for the year. Um, they've basically become one of the best critical barometers for nominations and wins in the you know the Oscars. Um, so this is a great kind of prediction of maybe what's going to happen. Um, actually, since the inaugural year of the SAGs, only three. Uh, actors who have won the Oscar without winning a SAG. Um, Mm -hmm. So it kind of puts you in the place of this is probably what's going to be the Oscar nomination. It's a good indicator of who's going to win at the Academy Awards. The big one. The big one. This is the big one, the one I've been waiting for all my life.
0: Okay, cool. So what have we got? Let's have a look. So is, is Alec Baldwin in there at all? Oh.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Joe, we be nice people are watching this guy. I, don't... <laughs> I didn't think so. That's a shot in the dark. Um
0: <sighs> Oh, John Goodman. No, it's Alec Baldwin.
1: Uh so let's have a look at supporting roles first. Uh yeah. we've got female actor. Um We've Katria got Catriona Balfi for Belfast. Haven't
0: seen it yet. No. Nope. Kate Blanchette for Nightmare Alley. Haven't seen it yet. Nope. Ariana DeBose for West Side Story. Haven't seen it yet. Kristen Dunce for Power of the Dog. Yay! One we've seen. Yes! Brilliant.
1: And an excellent performance. Oh, yeah. So... She's
0: always great. And then we've and got Ruth. Ruth Neger for Passing. Haven't seen it yet. Mm. So we've got a lot to
1: catch up on here, buddy. That's it. Before, before it all yeah. runs around. Which we will. No doubt. But an eclectic choice uh, list of choices there. Um, maybe not the films I expected, really. Um, I don't know.
0: But okay. It's hard to say because we haven't seen many of them. You do the guys.
1: Yeah, um, we've got the supporting male actor here. Um, we've got Ben Affleck. No! In the tender bar, which it's Ben Affleck's in now. No. No. Uh, <laughs> We have got Bradley Cooper in Licorice mm. Pizza. That's another one I want to see big time, which we really want to see. Mm. We've got Troy Kotsur in Coda.
0: Now, which there's we did a great see. film. Yes, we did, and we've talked about that here on the podcast previously. I think it was what, well, two months ago. We'll put a link in the description below if you want to hear us talk about Coda. Fantastic film.
1: I no, imagine he plays he's the, the
0: father. The father who was a deaf yeah. actor, which was uh, really which, cool.
1: Would be a really interesting um, uh, win if if he was to get it, and he did did a fantastic role uh, in the film. Uh, We've got Jared Leto in House of (laughs) Gucci. Another film we haven't seen that we're desperate to see. Although I've seen
0: him draw some heat for this role because of the crazy Italian accent and all the rest of it, but to me that looks—I can't
1: wait to see. He looks hilarious. It looks like a great film, but I'm I'm very bemused at this because a lot of the criticism I've seen of the film, people are saying the film's great, but Jared Leto is terrible. I've seen a lot of
0: people say that
1: because of those reasons, but I yeah. almost that's what makes me drawn even more to it.
0: Nobody has ever said that to me. Nobody.
1: It's interesting because I, I mean I'm not a massive Jared Leto fan. I think he does um, it's a, it's a very weird shit. Uh, so it's well, interesting to see him like, up what? there. Just like obviously, like his Joker performance was just. Yeah, like the Joker was crap, but uh, Dallas crap. Dallas Buyers Club was brilliant. I've not seen Dallas Buyers Club yet. He's really
0: good in it, man. It's it's a great film. He's great at yeah. that. Anyway, let's not get hung up on uh, Jared Leo. Um, House of Gucci we haven't seen yet, so we will.
1: And we've got Cody Smith McPhee. What a name. Choose a name, that's the, buddy. <laughs> that's it. So that's obviously the young lad. And. It sounds like a dog, Cody.
0: (laughs) Is he the guy who played the
1: uh, son? The son, yes. He, He was good. He was good. He was good, but I don't think it's, that's not a, an award winning performance, I don't think, myself. Um, not, not over Jared Leto. Anyway, best
0: uh, female <laughs> actor in a leading role nominations are Jessica Chastain in The Eyes of Tommy Fay. Haven't seen it yet. I like Jessica Chastain, though. Uh, so looking forward to that one. We've also got Olivia Coleman in The Lost Daughter. Haven't seen that one yet, but I've got it uh, queued up there to watch. Looks interesting. That's the Maggie Gyllenhaal uh, directorial debut. Mm. also stars dakota johnson um, and jesse buckley looks good uh we've got nicole kidman in being the ricados don't know anything about that film i haven't even heard about it great to see Noel Kid- uh nicole kidman up there though uh lady Lo- gaga Lo- Lo- of course for house of gucci loved gaga as well uh, can't wait to see her in that looks great and the great jennifer hudson in respect now, we did talk about Respect uh, on a previous podcast. Um, it's the Aretha Franklin uh, biopic. Um, interesting film. Um, we talked all about it. Go back and check the podcast out of us talking about that one. Jennifer Hudson's brilliant in it. I'll say that. Um, it's definitely worthy of being nominated
1: for actress in a leading role. Absolutely uh, worthy of a nomination, I think, because, I mean, I mean, just the, the singing ability. Um, She's got it to to match. It was yeah, incredible. So absolutely worth it. Um, Loved it. So yeah, there's the there's the women in um, in leading roles. Do you, do you want to do the the men? Yeah, we got the the, the males in leading roles. We got uh, Javier Bardem in being the Ricardos. Not seen that again. But we haven't a, seen
0: it. Um, an, we've a, got uh, Nicole Kidman again. is uh, nominated for the same film, but we haven't
1: seen it yet. We got Benedict Cumberbatch in *The Power of the Dog*, um, which was a fantastic performance. Brilliant. Uh, he was a real bastard in that. And he uh, was, but was he quick. did it so well. Yeah. We got Andrew Garfield for Spike no, not spider <laughs> for *Tick, Tick, <laughs> Boom*, um, which is the one we we reacted to the trailer for this, didn't we? And it really, did we
0: did, and we seem didn't, like we didn't um, click with it. But then we got kind kind of quite a lot of heat for that and a lot of people putting us straight about Clint Manuel Miranda and about the character that uh, Andrew Garfield is playing in it. I forget the guy's name now, but um, he's kind of a big deal to some people, so to be honest with you, it made me kind of have a second look at it afterwards and, and, and you know, look into the character a bit more and have a bit more of appreciation for it. Not so much so that I've seen the film yet, because I haven't, but it is, again, queued up there to see, so and he's a Brit, so it's nice to see him in there. Good on you, Andrew. You're not the greatest Spider-Man, but it's it's great that you're uh, nominated for.
1: Yeah, I think I'm the thingy with Andrew Garfield because I, I I never liked his Spider-Man films. In oh. fact, I thought his second Spider-Man film was terrible. It was. No, um, it was. It was. Uh, it was um, terrible. The 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 only thing I really enjoyed Andrew Garfield in that I can ever remember was The Social Network. He was great um, in that. Which he was great in that, but everything else I've ever seen him do, I've never been that impressed. So I don't know. Maybe it's just me with Garfield, but he's a nice know. guy. Let's but- let's
0: let's watch the film and we'll decide after that because you know it might be it might be a lot better than we originally anticipated.
1: Okay, moving on. Then we've also got Will Smith in King Richard, which another film him. we haven't seen yet we haven't been I able think, to see you know um, what we're going to have to take just two weeks off and do nothing else except just watch it watch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we've yeah, we we've really been wanting to watch this um it, it is queued up for us to watch um yeah. i can't wait to watch it the trailer looked fantastic we did react to that that's on the channel as well and then we've also got um denzel washington the fantastic denzel washington in the tragedy of macbeth we've been dying to see this this has just appeared on the streaming services so we're going to be watching it soon yes i'm sure Um, and we'll probably we'll probably cover
0: that in a future podcast i imagine i I mean i imagine so it's it's shakespeare it's you know it's and it's denzel washington and it's the first time joel cohen has done a movie on his own yeah (laughs) I thought it was quite funny because we were talking about it and I said, you know, well, Ethan Cohen's gone and um, he's directing theatre. And you said, uh, so Joel Cohen just went and did uh, theatre on film and said, look, you can do it on film. I'll miss my favourite television programme, science fiction theatre. Denzel Washington
1: plus one of the Cohen brothers plus William Shakespeare. Get the fuck out of the way. And uh, I know somebody who has seen it, has said it's very good, so I, I'm, I'm sure it is. We've been looking forward to it for a while. But I think looking at that, the, the actors and, uh, in male and female categories, there, it's a very strong lineup. Yeah. Um, and an interesting battle. Um, yeah. Um, and it gives us a sneak peek at what the Oscars will probably be. It, well, what it also gives us is a long list
0: of movies to catch up on before all that goes down, because yes. we'll obviously be watching these movies reviewing them here on the podcast or on our filming five reviews uh, over the next month or two um you can join us on patreon if you want to vote on which ones we um, single out and talk about in any kind of detail uh, which you can do obviously the links are in the description below but uh yeah I think uh that's kind of exciting like I say for me that's just one long list of homework. <laughs> go watch these <laughs> that just leaves enough time for us to tell you about what we've been up to on our website and on our YouTube channel in the last couple of weeks we had a reaction to the trailer for Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness which you can check out here on the channel, link in the description below. And we also did a reaction to the new Nicolas Cage film, The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent, which looks hilarious. So
1: check out our reaction <laughs> here on the channel, again, link in the description below. That's right, it's two, uh, two very interesting reactions there. We've also just, well, I've just released uh, a new review on the channel, Film in Five. Uh, Don't Look Up, the new adam mckay film which has been on netflix um so that's covered right here on youtube and of course on the website uh link in the description down below dave let me ask you are you a karate kid fan uh i love the original karate kid films yes uh as did i kid. love the Karate kid films <laughs> um and i also put together an article because uh
0: you may know about the series Cobra Kai, which has just released its fourth season on Netflix, which is a spin-off show. I put together an article, A Brief History of the Karate Kid and Cobra Kai. So if you're a fan of those movies or that show, go and check out the article. It's got some uh, interesting little tidbits in there full of videos and different things. So, um,
1: yep, that's up there again on moremovies.co.uk. Absolutely. Great article. Loads of interesting things that I never knew. Uh, hidden away in there, so go check it out um if you want to listen to us uh, audio only perhaps you want to listen to us on the go on your phone you can check us out on your favorite podcast network whether that's spotify or apple podcast or any of the vendors that were on them all um you can check that out with a link in the description down below and join us on discord we have a discord server so if you want
0: to come and have a chat with us over there again the link to our discord is in the description
1: And if you enjoy what we're doing here and would like to support us, you can over at buymeacoffee.com where you can give us a donation or you can subscribe to us at patreon.com and join one of the packages there where you can vote on the kind of movies we review or talk about here on the podcast. So that's it from us
0: this week. Thanks very much for joining us and watching along. Thanks very much to our Patreon pledges for voting for Mass because I really enjoyed watching it and discussing it with you, Dave. Any final thoughts before we leave?
1: Well, just that we've got a mass of films to catch up
0: on. You said it, buddy. Until next time, please subscribe to the channel here. Hit the bell icon for notifications so you know when we're uploading new videos to the channel, which we do every week. And until then, keep watching more movies.
1: That's it for this video. Let us know your thoughts in the comments down below. And remember to like, share and subscribe right here on YouTube. For more film reviews and articles, check out our website moremovies.co.uk and join us on social media at Movies for You. That's on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, all across the board, you know the score. If you enjoy what we do, please consider supporting us at buymeacoffee.com or join us on one of our packages on Patreon. The links are in the description down below. And for more filmtastic content, click one of the buttons on screen now.